We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Josh Bowe for Pod Maverick. I'm one of the editors over at MavsMoneyBall.com coming to you with Pod Maverick After Dark. Um, as you can tell, um, it is just me tonight. No Kirk Henderson, my fellow editor over at MavsMoneyBall.com, fellow co-host over at Pod Maverick. Um, he took a well-deserved night off. Um, of course, as you guys know, if you're listeners to the show, he's got a newborn. So, not only that, but, you know, got some other stuff going on, needed a night off, needed some rest, uh, and he obviously deserves it. Uh, he could take, like, three months off, and uh, and uh, I'd be totally cool with it because he, he definitely needs it. So you're just stuck with me. I put out the bat signal to some other uh, staffers at MavsMoneyBall.com to see if they wanted to join me. Unfortunately, no one else wa- uh, was able to. It's tough to put people on the spot to be like, hey, do you want to appear on camera on the internet? uh when you're not uh expecting it but hey it's okay you guys can live with just me for one night um someone in the chat no kirk rants uh sad i apologize (laughs) especially since i'm not in a ranty mood so i'm not going to be able to pick up the slack anyway uh i've been babbling on almost two minutes so i should probably say what the score was the mavericks lost to the los angeles clippers 120 to 111 game was in dallas it was it was an interesting game, for sure. It was more interesting than it led on in the first half. Clippers had a 22-point uh, first-half lead. Mavericks still without uh, Kyrie uh, Irving. Almost said Kyrie Leonard uh, or, or like mixing Kawhi and, and, and Kyrie. So Mavericks were still without Kyrie Irving. They were still without Josh Green, Maxi Kleba, and now without Derek Lively, who sprained his ankle uh, in the game against Portland, 
on Saturday. So he's now missed two consecutive games. Jason Kidd, uh, talking to media pregame, said there is no current time, timeline for Lively's return, which is unfortunate uh, to say the least. So, and also basically confirmed on the other three injured players, there's no update there. So we really don't know uh, when any of those four players are going to be back. And all four of them are crucial. And obviously Kyrie and Lively being the most crucial, being the Mavericks second and third best players this season. And you could even argue the order of second and third for those two um, is debatable uh, if you talk to certain analysts, media members, fans. Uh, but either way, those are those are the second and third best players on the team. Past Luca, they both bring things that the team desperately needs that they can't really replace. That's what's really difficult about them, um, and and it kind of showed a little bit tonight. Um, but credit to the Mavericks, uh, the fact that um, that this was a twenty-two point game, the fact that this was not a blowout this was not a 20 point loss is pretty commendable um i mean this could have been i mean the mavericks could have easily rolled over i mean they were down 22 and it was an early 22 point lead they were down 22 maybe with like nine seven minutes nine or seven minutes left in the second quarter uh which actually probably helped them out that they had more time in the game uh to get back into it but um yeah, I mean this the way it was going, it, it was it was very easy to see this being a pretty long night for the Mavericks. They end up getting back into it, fighting back, uh, then lose just kind of run out of gas in the fourth quarter. Um I think the two you know, right off the bat, you if you're looking for like things to diagnose with this game, uh once again, you know, Derek Lively matters. Um, the Clippers shot 24 of 25 in the restricted area. That is, uh, if I'm doing my math right, that is 96%. That is pretty high uh, in the restricted area. 24 of 25. The Clippers scored 60 points in the paint as the Mavericks once again give up another 60, uh, pl- 60 points or more in the paint, which is, this is not the first time it's happened, unfortunately. Um and that's almost, you can almost just say that's the game right there. Uh, surprisingly, the Mavericks offense without Kyrie was pretty commendable, um, especially with the way the Clippers were guarding uh, Luka Doncic, uh, doubling him pretty aggressively. So really the Mavericks just needed a modicum of a, of a solid defensive effort. And it just, it just didn't happen. Uh, it happened for stretches. The third quarter, uh, the Mavericks held the Clippers to 18 points. They started the third quarter with a small ball lineup, which hallelujah. Been waiting for them to do the small ball grant at the five lineup for some time. It really doesn't make sense for them to roll out the Dwight Powell, uh, Markeith Morris, Rashawn Holmes uh, trio with Derek Lively out. Um, maybe against bad teams you can get away with it. Uh, but when you're playing a good team, and especially one that doesn't have any type of post-up threat, obviously the Clippers are a paint threat, but they do it by may- mainly driving and, and driving their way into the paint. You know, uh, Zubox is not a guy you're going to throw the ball to and, and and have him score. Although he did do that a couple times, but still, you'll you'll live with that. So it was so it was much needed for the Mavericks to go small because at this point they're not really losing anything. They were already getting pummeled in the paint. In the first half, when they were playing a normal center rotation with Pal and Morris, Holmes did not play. Um, and it's like, if you're already at a disadvantage, even when playing a center, why don't you just get a little bit back on the offensive end, force them to guard you, 
differently and play small. And that's exactly what they did. And not only did the small ball help offensively, which really the Mavericks didn't need that much help. I thought they were pretty solid offensively from, from the first quarter to the end of the game. I mean, it actually helped their defense more because they were able to play a little bit more aggressive. Um, the, the Clippers uh, like to play kind of a slow meandering, you know, drag the ball out, high screen and roll with Harden because that's what Harden's game is. Uh, and when you're playing with a Pal or even a Morris, you know, that limits your options defensively because you're probably not going to trap with one of those guys uh, and your and drop coverage is just not the way to to, to go about it against a player as, as skilled in the pick and roll as Harden. Uh, and with as many uh, finishers, play finishers that the Clippers have, Zubox is good finishing around the rim. You know, Terrence Mann, uh, Norm Powell, uh, Daniel Thais, Russell Westbrook, those are all guys that can kind of move without the ball uh, and cut toward the rim uh, and make things happen. So you don't necessarily want to double or trap or even play a drop that can that could open up passing lanes. So they they go to the small ball lineup in the second half, start the third quarter, and defensively it was it was a night and day difference. The Clippers had seven turnovers in the third quarter. The Mavericks played aggressive, they played fast, and they switched. Um, they switched and they trapped, and their traps were I thought I felt were a lot more effective than maybe in the first half. Uh, James Harden in particular, I, I don't I can't believe he only finished with four turnovers. Um, it felt like he had like ten. Uh, he was just throwing the ball away every single time the Mavericks trapped him in the third and fourth quarter, it felt like. Um, and the Mavericks made him pay. They had 22 points off Clippers turnovers. They had eight steals. Tim Hardaway Jr. had three on his own. Um, it was cool. It was cool to see, like, a different dynamic to the Mavericks because even when Lively's playing, I mean, it, their defenses can be pretty conservative at times. Um, so the five-out offense, I felt, kind of necessitated a more aggressive defensive scheme. The Clippers are a team that like to kind of walk the ball up a lot and, and kind of, like I said, kind of meander in the half court. And I think the Mavericks aggression caught them off guard, caught them flat footed, so to speak. Uh, and they weren't really ready for it. And that's how the Mavericks were able to outscore them by nine in the third quarter. They got back into the game. They got a lead. Unfortunately, they just weren't able to hold on because the Clippers kind of just figured it out. Um, Harden did have 11 assists. Um, Kawhi kind of finally woke up in the second half after kind of sleepwalking through the second and third quarters. Uh, in the fourth quarter, he was he was Terminator Kawhi, um, you know, attacking the baseline so the double team couldn't even come, so the Mavericks couldn't even double. And then once the you know the downside again of of being so small, uh, playing a small ball lineup, there was just no rim protection. Of course, with Powell in the game or even Morris in the game. You're not necessarily getting any rim protection either, but you know, you're especially not getting it with Grant at the five. And he was able to spin attack baseline and, and basically get whatever he wanted uh, at the rim. So, you know, the small ball lineup was good perimeter defense wise, but again, once the Clippers kind of made it past the Mavericks first wave of defense, there was just nothing on the back line. Didn't matter what lineup the Mavericks were playing. They had no answer. Uh, for the Clippers once they got into the paint, as evidenced by the Clippers shooting 24 of 25 uh, in the restricted area. That is just uh, ridiculous. But but some numbers on the small ball lineup. So the Mavericks played about – so it was all in the second half. Um, they played about – looking at the numbers, trying to do some math on the fly. They played about 21 minutes of small ball in the second half. Um, basically they had two main lineups, which was, uh, you know, Tim in with Exum, Derek Jones, Jr., Luka Doncic and Grant Williams with Grant at the five. 
Uh, then they had another small ball lineup, which was kind of interesting, which was basically that same one, but with Hardy in for Grant Williams. So it was kind of Luca and Derek Jones Jr. taking turns at the five. So it was THA, THGA, Exum, Jones, Doncic, Hardy. So those were the two main lineups of the second half. Both of them were pretty good. In the aggregate, the Mavericks outscored the Clippers by eight um, with those in those two lineups combined in those 21 minutes. Oddly enough, the the Grant at the five lineup played 12 minutes and was actually outscored by one point, uh, which I think a lot of that was the end of the game in the fourth quarter where the Clippers kind of figured things out. Luca ran out of gas uh, and it just didn't look good. Um, the one with Hardy in for Grant Williams, which played a little bit more of the third, early fourth, was a plus nine in nine minutes, uh, which was you know really nice to see. And again, you know. The starting lineup with Powell was a minus two in five minutes, but they really didn't stick with it uh, as long as you might think. They went to the small ball aggressively in the second half. Hey, it was cool. They did second half adjustments. They did things to get back into the game. It worked. They just couldn't close and get over the finish line. Uh, I don't think you can hang your head uh, too high uh, there. And then finally, and really the fourth quarter was, you know, the Clippers tried to play a big even in the second half. Um they played Zubak and Thais, I thought, a lot in the second half, despite the Mavericks going small. And eventually they went small. And I feel like once once the Clippers went small, that was kind of it. And there, and there was nothing really else the Mavericks could do. Like the Mavericks kind of played their their trump card, so to speak. The Clippers responded, and, and then that was it. Um, and, you know, that makes this not necessary. I don't know if you can be frustrated with this loss. Um Kyrie and Derek Lively, uh, not to mention Maxi and Josh Green. I mean, those are two; those are key pieces. And the Clippers are good. They've won; they're on a pretty good winning streak right now. I think they've now won 14 of their last 17 games. They're 17 and 10. Uh, they look like a completely different team than the one the Mavericks saw right after the James Harden trade. Um, they're they're starting to figure it out. They're a good team. They're a good team now. Uh, Thais has kind of stabilized their backup big minutes. After uh, Plumlee got a season-ending injury, which they really needed because they basically had no backup bigs. Uh, so he's been a really good addition. Westbrook's been solid off the bench. Norm Powell has been amazing. Uh, he had 21 points in this one on 10 shots, 7 of 10 from the field, 3 of 6 from 3. I honestly thought that the Clippers should have gone to him more because he felt pretty automatic. Uh, but they kind of played with their food a little bit, especially Kawhi in the sec- toward the end of the first half. But again, they kind of figured things out and got things going. So that's kind of the big, the big kind of takeaways for me. The small ball, being able to fight in this game, despite the injuries, despite Luca not having a bad game. So we're about 13, 14 so minutes. I'm going to do the Kirk thing where I say, hey, if you're watching us live on YouTube, please uh, like and like the, the video and subscribe to our channel if you are. Uh, listening to our audio only feed please be a subscriber for that as well um, we really appreciate it uh, kirk is working with our partners at apple and box media our former uh, podcast uh, ho- uh, hosts so to speak um, uh, and we're still having an issue with apple podcasts which stinks because apple podcasts is obviously the most popular and dominant podcasting platform I'm sure most of you, uh, if you're listening to this podcast after the fact, if you're not on YouTube, you're probably listening to it on Apple because most of you guys probably have an iPhone because everyone has an iPhone, uh, except for me. I'm still holding out on that front. But 
Yeah, they're still working with it. It's the holidays. I don't know if we're going to get a resolution anytime soon. So we apologize. You can still find this podcast at various other podcast feeds, YouTube, YouTube Music, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, which is an app that's still still working until that goes away in 2024. So we apologize that we are not on Apple right now, but we are working on it. But uh, we really appreciate you guys uh, sticking with us. Uh, we're going to put a little ad break in. So folks that are watching live, uh, we're just going to pause really quick. And those of you listening to the audio only feed, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to catch some other points about this Mavericks loss uh, right after this. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, so we're back. Um, we talked about the small ball lineup. We talked about the Mavericks overcoming that 22-point lead. Um, I think the the two other big things that we should talk about before this game ends is the fact that the Clippers, uh, you know, doubled Luka as aggressively as I've seen a team double Luka in quite some time. And then the Mavericks offense was okay. Um, obviously, the final numbers don't look pretty. 43% from the floor, 32%. They're, they're about 32 and a half percent from three doesn't look good, but I wouldn't say the offense was a reason why the team lost this game. Um, they were able to hang in. They got to the free throw line. Um, they went 19 of 27 from the free throw line, which is unfortunate. A lot of those misses of course were from Luca, but other guys got to the free throw line. Uh, Derek Jones jr. Got there five times. Exum got there. Uh, <laughs> sorry. He shot five free throws. He didn't get to the line. He didn't have five trips, um, but Exum had five attempts. Uh, or sorry, Jones had five attempts. Exum had four, um, which was which was nice to see. Those guys were attacking off the doubles and not just settling for for spot up looks. They were getting into the paint. Jones, in particular, had a fantastic game, nineteen points. And you you think if Jones has a big game, it's like okay, well, how many wide open spot up threes did he make? Only two of four from three. Um, six of eleven overall. Attacked the basket really, really, really well. Um, really making a difference um, when you compare the Mavericks wing players in the past, you know, Dorian Finney-Smith to Reggie Bullocks, the role players that they had uh, previously, they just did not have this kind of skill set where they could dribble and get their way to the bucket, even off of a Luka double team. So for Jones to come in um, almost as like the last signing of the off season and just fit in so seamlessly was really cool. He also had a steal in two blocks, a really oppressive block on a Kawhi Leonard, corner three-point attempt. So there's not much more I could say about Jones. He was fantastic. Um, and other guys shipped in. Exum continues. Like, 
15 points is like normal for him. 15, he had 15, six uh, rebounds. He was six of 12 from the floor, you know, a little shaky at times with his shot because the, the Clippers were kind of, they gave him some threes. He was one of four from three, but they also kind of ran him off the line a little bit. And he kind of had to dribble around and kind of some awkward mid-range attempts, but he did well. He still finished, you know, six to 12 from the floor. So he still did good uh, on his two pointers, 16 points. Uh, and it, it just played 40 minutes. Uh, which is just crazy. Um, he is really putting in his case for for comeback player or most improved player, uh, whichever the one that award is. So really, I thought the Mavericks handled the the, the traps pr- as about as well as they could without Lively and without Kyrie Irving. Tim Hardaway Jr. shot the ball terribly, but he kind of just kept shooting and got his way to 21 points. Jaden Hardy was uh, a disaster inside the two-point line, but he made five three-pointers, and it was really nice to see. It really goes to show, you know, he made a lot of his threes off of Luka doubles, of course, just kind of spotting up. And it goes to show he's just a much different player when you ask him to be a spot-up guy versus a, hey, go get us a bucket guy. Um, His three-pointer looks great when you're just asking him to spot up uh, around Luka. So the Mavericks need to do their best to, you know, enhance that role as much as possible, being a spot-up shooter, and try to limit maybe some of his inside two-point attempts. But at a certain point, he just needs to be better at those because he needs to be able to drive when people run him off the line and it's just not there yet, but he is in his second year. So we'll see probably, I don't know. Grant Williams. I think the timeline did not like his game too much. He had nine points, nine rebounds, four assists, he made some decent passes, uh, catching the ball in four on three situations. He was four, seven from the floor, but again, one of four from three, his three point shot is just not there. Um, and considering uh, the, the way the Clippers were playing against uh, Luca, the fact that he was one of four, like that just hurt. You know, they really needed him to hit some threes. He also passed up some threes as well, um, which is no good. Uh, defensively, he was a bit of a mess in the first half. Kawhi uh, basically did whatever he wanted to him. Uh, couldn't really move his feet. Uh, you could say that for a lot of the Mavericks, though. They just could not uh, stay in front of their man if they were not trapping. So probably not fair to to pick out Grant specifically. But again, he's supposed to be one of the best, better defenders on the roster. And the team is just getting cooked repeatedly defensively, even when he's on the floor. And it's just difficult. Um, I don't think he, you know, I don't think he's been that disappointing because my expectations were kind of calibrated that he was basically going to slot into that Bullock Finney Smith role. So being around nine to 10 points, being around 37% from three, kind of what I expected defensively. I think I hoped for a little bit more. Um, he's still pretty good when someone tries to challenge him with strength, but anytime someone just tries to go around him, it's, it's not great. So, I mean, the thing that's tough is when you have these injuries like this, you see guys like Exum and you see Jones and you're like, Oh wow. They're, you know, these guys are stepping up. Hardaway's had a few moments, even with some bad shooting lines, but he's still shooting and getting up shots. And I think that's the tough thing about Grant Williams is it's like, okay, you're not necessarily going to expect a AJ Lawson or you know, Omax or Markeith Morris to come in and fill the void of these injuries. You know, you're looking for the guys that are already playing to just step up a little bit more, which is what Jones has done, what Exum has done. And Grant just hasn't, just hasn't gotten there. Just hasn't seemed to have like a definitive game um, since, you know, the first seven or eight games of the season. Um, they really need a, just a little bit more. I don't think they need that much more, but he's been in single single digit scoring games 
four in a row, um, five out of his last six, he's been held under 10. Um, he hasn't made more than two three-pointers in the last four games. Um, he hasn't made more, more than two three-pointers in five out of the last six. Uh, and if you even go back, uh, it, it looks even worse the further you go back. So, he, yeah, they really need him to turn it around, and they need that three-point shot to turn around. He's, uh, he's at 30%, 31% from three in the month of December. And when you consider the injuries, it's just like, just, just need a little bit more, especially when Kyrie's not on the floor, when Derek Lively's not on the floor. I know it's hard to expect more from a guy that, you know, they're not even paying him that much, consider, you know, relatively to other guys at his position uh, around the league. But, yeah, trying not to nitpick, trying not to be too down, but they just need just a little bit more uh, from Grant Williams. So, man, don't know what else to talk about. Oh, Luca, We got to talk about Luca. So we'll talk about Luca and then we'll wrap it up. Um, had one of his worst, I don't know. It, it's hard with Luca because even his worst games, he had 28, 10, and 10, another triple-double. But he was 9 of 25 from the floor. He was 2 of 11 from 3, 8 of 14 from the free-throw line. Uh, six missed free throws. I think he missed five consecutive um, in the fourth quarter when it was still a game, and, and that was really tough. Uh, 44 minutes tonight. Um, He's right at 40 minutes per game in the month of December. We've been talking about this for the last couple of days or so. Um, last few games that we've been on, this was inevitable. Um, I know, you know, I think some would argue that Luca might still have some, some room to grow uh, on being in shape. Uh, but personally, I feel like I don't care if you're in perfect shape. You know, playing 40 minutes a night in the NBA, having a usage, you know, above 34. His usage in the last six games is 35. Um, it's 30. It's like a little over 35 for the month of December. You consider it was about 36.8 last season and the season before when we all were like, his usage is too high. And it's like, he's right. He's climbing right back up to getting right to 36 usage. Um, like, it's just that usage plus the minutes, plus the fact that we are now in the part of the schedule where the Mavericks are no longer getting two and three nights off. They are playing every other night. They're playing back-to-backs. They're playing three and four nights. I don't care how good a shape you are. You're going to throw up a stinker eventually. Um, And I feel like that's not like making excuses for Luka. I just don't think, like, unless you're LeBron James, like, I, I just don't see how you can play this many minutes in this many days while also simultaneously being the entire offense. Like he is the entire offense without Kyrie and especially, you know, without Josh green, those are the two guys that can have the ball in their hands that can do some stuff on a roster that doesn't have a lot of guys that can have the ball in their hands and do stuff. So uh, he is, he's having to do it all Um, credit for his teammates for picking up the slack. And I think that might be where some of the frustration comes from where you're like, man, if he just had a normal get Luca game, the Mavericks probably not only win, they probably win this comfortably, but he was due. He was due for a stinker. Um, like I said, the usage, he's at 35% usage the last six games. So he's creeping up to that really high usage that he had last season. Um, the minutes over 40 minutes, like he's playing playoff. Like he's playing like a playoff rotation right now. He's playing 40 minutes a night. He's using up almost every possession down the floor. He's touching the ball a ton. Like, He's going to have nights like this. Uh, and I think that there's nothing. And the thing is, is you you look at the the coaching staff with Jason Kidd and you're like, well, they got to figure out a way. You know, 
I'm the res- the natural response is either they got to figure out a way to, to lower his minutes or lower his usage, and it's like how you know <laughs> you know the injuries are just d- determining this right. Uh, no Kyrie, no Josh Green. Um, you know Dante Exum is your second ball handler right now. I just don't see what else they should be doing to lower his usage total i mean maybe they could play less minutes um maybe they can sneak him some rest here or there but i mean they lost this game by nine they lost the denver game by double digits they also lost the minnesota game by double digits like i'm just i don't know where they can get rest for him like the portland game like should have probably been a bigger blowout so he doesn't have to play 37 but it's hard for you know just the fact that they're beating these teams, the bad teams that they're supposed to beat with all these injuries is kind of good enough. Like almost feels being greedy to ask them to win by more. So Luca's minutes can go down when really with the way the injuries are, you just take any win you can get right. You, you just, you just do whatever you can. So um, it's tough. The schedule isn't necessarily getting any easier. So they just, they really, really need uh, these guys back. Uh, you know, there's games against Suns. Um, you know, they've got another game against the Rockets who are pretty feisty. Um, it's not a murderer's row necessarily, but you know, Rockets, Suns, a depleted Cavs team, they're playing Minnesota again, Golden State, who's trying to rejuvenate themselves after the Draymond injury. They got to get to January 1st. They play, they play Utah and then Portland two times in a row, so that's presumably three wins in a row. Um, that you might be able to count on there. So if they can get through these next one, two, three, four, or five, they got six games here uh, that are, you know, against teams with a pulse. Well, one of them, five games. <laughs> one of them is against the Spurs, who, who are also not playing well. So that should be another uh, scheduled win, so to speak. But the other games uh, in this little stretch, Houston, Phoenix, Cleveland, Minnesota, Golden State, those are all pretty competitive teams, even with Cleveland and Golden State kind of hitting, and even Phoenix. Uh, dealing with injuries um but they're 16 11 so they're they're up five they're they're five games over 500 if they can get through these next six games and they're a game over 500 two games over 500 you know if they can go through these six three and three uh even two and four you know i know that wouldn't necessarily be great um but you know if they can get to these utah portland games you know 500 or above they can can go on a little run here then they play memphis again who has john Morant back it does get a little tough again after that they just they got to get to the they got to get to the new year uh, that's for sure um and with luca again they just they got to get Kyrie healthy they got to get Kyrie healthy they got to get Derek lively healthy um and i don't really know what else they can do um i think they're just kind of in between a, they're stuck between a rock and a hard place until the injuries come back uh, maybe you give luca a rest day they haven't rested him yet so maybe you try to find you know a rest game but uh, all these games matter and unfortunately the standings are in the west are outrageous um in the east the 10th team 10th seed so the final team in the play-in is 12 and 15 the atlanta hawks in the west the 10th seed is 14 and 13 so there's the Mavericks cannot afford a, a big slide, really. Uh, you know, if they go on a three or four game losing streak, they could find themselves in ninth, tenth place really, really fast. So again, 
not really saying hit panic button. There's enough winnable games on the schedule, even with the way that the roster is right now. But it's just going to be tough. <laughs> like it, Luca is just going to have to endure this until Kyrie can get back, unless they want to rest him for a game. So we'll see where we go from there. Oh, I just realized my camera was unplugged. I am so sorry for the YouTube people. There we go. Realized it right when uh, I'm about to wrap it up. So uh, I need a new USB camera. It just decides to turn itself off every now and then. So I've been talking for 30 minutes. Um, my voice hurts. Uh, I'm going to go edit the rest of the things that we have at mazmoneyball.com. I really appreciate y'all um, um, joining me tonight. I know it's not uh, as fun uh, without Kirk uh, and me having to kind of talk to myself for a long time. Uh, but I thought this game was at least interesting enough. There was enough tactically that the Mavericks did that, that it wasn't just a beat down and same old, same old without these all these injuries. Like, I liked the Mavericks going to the small ball. I thought there were some effective things. I thought some of the non-Luka players did some really cool things role-player-wise, uh, Derek Jones Jr. specifically. So it was an interesting game, even though the Mavericks lost. So uh, that's about it. I'm Josh Bowe for Pod Maverick and MazMoneyBall.com. Uh, this has been the After Dark uh, post-game uh, podcast. Clippers win 120-111 over the Dallas Mavericks. We will talk to you guys next time.